This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1015, Feb 7, 2023. 53 degrees on this day. In 1987, I seem to recall 1987 had a very nice warm glide into spring. And 29 below in 1875. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I got an email yesterday from a fellow who was very concerned that the Minnesota legislature is kicking around the idea of taking away children whose parents do not go along with the child's chosen identity. And he said this is an outrage, and as far as he has written, I couldn't agree more. That would be an outrage, and he linked me to the bill, and it's not really quite the way he was worried about it. So John and I have been talking about it off here. It's House File 146, and uh, John, you've uh, you've determined this has uh, been authored by Lee Finke? Correct, yes. Who is a trans person. Mm-hmm. And as near as I can tell, it's a bill for an act relating to children preventing the use of subpoenas to gather information for, for out-of-state laws interfering in the use of gender-affirming health care in Minnesota, amending yeah. child custody and child welfare positions related to out-of-state laws interfering in the use of gender-affirming health care, amending provisions related to warrants, arrests, and extraditions related to out-of-state laws on gender-affirming health care, amending a variety of Minnesota statutes. Uh, well, just for starters, that, that Finke is the author, uh, reinforces my idea that Political identity groups get elected to the legislature merely to work on their own political identity. Damn. It's unlikely you'd see Finke author a bill about uh, garbage collection issues or bridges or Mm streetlights or what have you. He or it or she, I suppose I shouldn't be unkind. She, I guess, is only there for one reason. (laughs) <laughs> and that's to push her political agenda, bolster the transgender community. I thought you were going to do an Earl Weaver on me there. Yeah, you're oh, here yeah, for one, one reason. One reason. <laughs> well, as near as I can interpret that, uh, and John will correct me if I'm wrong, what that refers to is apparently, is it Finky? Yes, it's pronounced Finky. Finky uh, has a wish to make Minnesota, apparently, 
a transgender refuge state. Would that be a yeah. fair way to say it? I think so. Yep. And what that, does that what does that mean? Well, what what it means is if you're refuge. a ten year old girl in Nebraska, and, and you want to become a boy. And they, through their great wisdom in Nebraska, have laws that basically say you're not old enough to make that decision, kid. Okay. Why don't you just hang on for a while? Agreed. Uh, Finky would would suggest that that kid instead come to Minnesota and receive whatever gending affirming care she desires to become a male. And by the way, there's 852 genders. Why in gender reassignment surgery is there only two options? <laughs> huh? You raise yeah, a good uh-huh. one. I got gotcha. you. I'm sorry to say I don't know enough about it. I haven't done my research on it. There's two options, but you want to tell me you got 854 genders. In any event, Finky, who, to my way of thinking, came to the legislature for only one reason and apparently found enough people uh, like-minded to, to vote for her. Uh, she would wish to make Minnesota a, uh, what do we call it for uh, immigrants? What do we call the states? Uh, uh, not an immigrant. Or, uh, safe havens or. Uh, safe haven for immigrants. Oh, look. Whatever. Safe this, harbor. Safe harbor. Thank this you. would be the case for transgender uh, kids. And I, I think that uh, I, I, you. Kids would reach an age where if they're going to make this decision, they're going to make that decision, and there's nothing I can do about it. But to suggest that uh, young children are capable of this decision is heinous, uh, absurd, preposterous, evil, wrong, whatever you want to say. I don't know what the cutoff age is, but it ain't 9 or 10. But if you're, it ain't 12. If your son or your daughter wants to wear a dress or wants to dress like a tomboy— just let them. You, you don't have to try to change or create this. Now you are a, a girl, Tommy. Okay, Dr. Phil. Here we go. Um, Unavailable. Yeah. We're getting away from, though, what this bill is here. Well, we're I'm laser-focused on the bill. I have the entire bill in front of me. talking on an emotional level here when we shouldn't have— we should have a lawyer or somebody on to break this down for it— Establishes Minnesota as a trans refuge, preventing out-of-state laws right. from inter. Well, so the kid from itself... Nebraska can come to Minnesota and have whatever she wants done to her, uh, despite what Nebraska laws say. Well, isn't that just as dumb as saying, "Well, you can drive eighty miles an hour in North Dakota." But not Minnesota, well, and that, we're going to make a, spe- a special law saying if you're from North Dakota, you can't. You're. Uh, am I on the right track? Oh, I see no? what you're saying. So, a- am so I? You're saying super, super confused. Yeah, you can't come here and drive 75 like you yeah. can in North Dakota. Is, is that what isn't you're that saying? what we're saying? I you see have it backwards. You have it backwards. Oh, I do. Oh, well, you it, to to continue your analogy. You're not allowed to drive. Well, how would it work? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we should just back the tape up here. Uh, <laughs> it seems like a stupid waste of time is what I was about to. Well, no, oh, but that's I, my I, point. I predict that, that that Finky will prevail. Yeah, I, I predict that. Right, but it's a, a law that 
doesn't need to exist, does it? There, well, there, Joe, there is a part of it, and I, I'm not a, a legal expert, needless to say, about uh, custody, which I would love to have somebody explain to me. Okay, now maybe we're that's what some, the that might be what the letter is. Yeah. Uh, letter writer is. Kids. Uh, you mean like maybe there were some issues where the parents split? And so now... if a minor escapes in Nebraska, comes up here for health, the gender affirming health care, the Nebraska law is saying the parents can get their kids back. We won't recognize that. Right. I, it's not, but it's not that specific. It's more if there's issues with the parents and the kid. And I, like I said, I'm, you know, to me, this is half legalese reading the I bill. I don't know any so. gender lawyers. I'm more than happy to talk to one. Yeah. Neither do I. Uh, There's probably a small Which I'm percentage. sure is now a very strong subspecialty of the legal profession. I'm sure that these gender lawyers are springing up as fast as you can put the sign okay, on but, the door. Okay, but, you know, you're falling for it. The squeaky wheel is getting all the grease. We know by design that that percentage of the population is not 50 or 75 percent. No. It's minuscule. No, and I think what people like Finky are doing... Uh, is obscene uh, when it comes to children. And it, it seems to me that the trans people want to validate their own decisions by making sure there's plenty of other trans people. Yeah, you'd think if you were genuine about it that you would want those kids to reach adulthood and make, to make their up decision, their own mind. Make that decision when they're adults. But not only Finky, now that this, now that uh, John has enlightened me that this is a Finky proposition for a trans refuge state i did i have seen on the news or read other trans people uh testifying that they wish for minnesota to be a refuge state a trans woman with two gender expansive children i don't even know what that means she was rooting for this let's put it this way Mm -hmm. Uh, given given that the dfl is by no stretch of the imagination the DFL that we once recognized, uh, it would not surprise me a bit if Finky succeeds in in creating this refugee status for trans oh, no. people. No, I, I, it, I already consider it law. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be passed. Whatever insane and that idea Walsey, they come up with. Walsey yeah. can't read, so he'd sign no, it. No, yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Gender-affirming health care, even. Never have I run into a local political figure that's been more disappointing than you. I just can't get over really? it. Really? Yep. I just can't come up with one. Oh. Well, I don't count the likes of John Thompson. He didn't last long enough. <laughs> yeah. I started out in the Walls camp. I, I just... Yeah. Uh, you I, keep saying that. I wouldn't. We keep advising you to not, not uh, to say that out that loud. Might, and that might be why you're so... Uh, I guess I'm so disappointed uh, in myself. Disappointed, yeah, yeah because you started look in the mirror. Because I do fell even, the BS. Do you know what gender-affirming health care is? Yes, it's designed to support and affirm an, an individual's gender identity when it conflicts with the gender they were assigned with at birth. Yeah, so if you, you're not assigned anything at birth, you're, yeah, you're born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you're a girl, but you think you're a boy, you come on to Minnesota. We, but while you you're have, here, go to the state fair. But you have girl parts. You have girl parts, but you think you're a boy. We're going to talk you through it. Yeah, we'll that's get what, you through that. That's what gender affirming is. We'll get you a little uh, new swimsuit area, the whole deal, and uh, yeah. your parents can't do a damn thing about it. That's great. It's a hell of a state. One more reason to leave if you can. 
Uh, but getting back to the original email from Austin, I hope this helps you, Austin. I don't think it. Uh, well, well, that. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Hold everything. What are you saying? <laughs> if, if this kind of accommodation. It's not law yet, but let's say it becomes law. If this kind of accommodation becomes available to the children of Ohio coming to Minnesota, then won't it also be true of the children who live in Minnesota? Sure. In other words, I'm the parent of a a three-year-old. Right. uh, No, let's make it more plausible. I'm the parent of a 10-year-old in Minnesota. I live in Richfield. My child wishes to become a girl, and I, I am putting up a fight. I'm saying I don't think you're ready for that decision. Uh, I, I think you would probably find the system against you. The doctors, Ooh. the laws, the legislature, the activist groups would all say the parent has no business interfering in this, and we've which is all... a dreadful prospect for the future of the of the human race really. but you shouldn't be surprised we've already established that the left does not like families children etc they don't even like people right <laughs> uh, well let me kick around the idea of trying to find a gender lawyer i gotta believe there's a million of them you well, think big a, firms are got them or you think it's just mom and pop uh, <laughs> I think the big firms okay. are going to drop one in. They'll probably, well, they probably see a money factor. Yeah, what are you going to do? I think at this point, all we need is a, a lawyer of any kind to read the legalese and tell us if we're on the right track or not. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that we need a gender lawyer, do we? Uh, we just need somebody to thoroughly explain this bill. Yeah. But yeah, consider it law. It'll happen, Such. Garage logic can take credit by a few degrees of separation for shooting down the Chinese balloon. Oh. Yeah. How do we do that? Well, Joe, I've been a loyal listener to the show since being introduced to you by a friend in Bell Plain several years ago. I've listened with interest to your discussion regarding the Chinese balloon. My son is a USAF test pilot and fighter pilot. I talked to him this weekend and asked about the balloon, and he said it was shot down by a buddy of his and that there were plenty of pilots, including him, who would have loved to destroy the balloon much earlier but were precluded from doing so by Pentagon officials. I thought you and the boys might find some humor in knowing a GL listener has a distant, vicarious connection to the dissemination of the Chinese balloon. Mm. And as Kenny said, if it weren't for Pentagon restraints, there would have been a lot of other stuff shot down over the years, too. <laughs> and finally, knowing your uh, collective love of cylinders, if you are familiar with the show Jay Leno's Garage, of course I am, find the episode when the show was filmed at Edwards Air Force Base. The F-16 that buzzes Leno and his guest as they're standing on the tarmac was piloted by my son. Nice. Oh, wow. Damn it. Cool. GL is claiming a laying on of hands <laughs> to the taking down of the Chinese balloon. Yes. All on our I, own. Yeah. Hell, I'm more impressed by the Leno flyby. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping myself in the canoe and my face out of the potatoes while fighting against the countless euphorians in this state. Keep up the good work. C.J. Florendo. Isn't that nice. neat? 
We have a connection. Man, the reach of GL, huh? We have a connection. I love it. I love it. It's pretty cool. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. We have a connection. Uh, we need help. Uh, we can't let go of this. So this is our big opportunity, GLers, to milk that Kamala Harris appearance in St. Cloud for all <laughs> we can get out of it, because it'll be a fiasco. We need, I'm, I'm ready to start making assignments. We need a GLer in St. Cloud, and I'm being very serious, just to be in charge of her motorcade. Yep, count the, count the count numbers. Count the EV vehicles in her motorcade. Uh, I'm serious. We need a GLer who's willing to sacrifice seeing her or getting into the building or whatever, but is willing to position himself or herself in such a way that the motorcade vehicles can be counted. And examined for their uh, You know this is where use. they're total hypocrites, too. Right. Well, about that, where are they flying into? I'm sure here. I wondered that, no, too. No, I don't no. know. St. Cloud's got an airport. There's no way they're going to shut down the freeway between here and St. Cloud. What's Air Force 2? Well, does she fly? She, she doesn't fly a 747, no. does she? No, she flies Air Force 2. Well, that probably can land in St. Cloud. They've got one airstrip. Uh, Brainerd per, could probably accommodate her plane. Air Force Ripley? Two is the air traffic control design call. Okay, yes. Uh, the term is associated with the Boeing C-32, a modified 757, which is That's most commonly used as the vice president's transport. That's a big plane. Here's what I see. Yeah. I, I see him going into Ripley and taking a helicopter down there. Maybe that's it. Maybe Wait, that's yeah, because Ripley can take those even, big cargo I don't see a strip at... Oh, yeah, they, they've got to have one, right? I don't see a strip at Ripley, though. Uh, the Boeing C-32 was first delivered it's to the U.S. Air Force That's all not in May of 98. That's okay. That's okay. We know you found out. It's a big plane. And so I don't know where they're going to put it down, but that's a good point. But we need a GLer, and, and that GLer's only task for that day is vehicles. And we might need some other GLers who are inside, whose only task is to capture every word. So uh, you got your work cut out for you, St. Cloud GLers, because our <laughs> golden girl is coming to St. Cloud. And we want every possible bit of info we can, uh, we can get on that. Uh, it was from Dallas that we got that urgent plea. Uh, Paul Petruszewski in Dallas wants us to have someone count the electric vehicles. Uh, we need a GLer presser on it during her talk. Okay. Come on, Kenny, get in there. You look like a euphorian. Please do it. I don't think Kenny looks like a euphorian. No, I don't either. He looks like, well, we don't even know what he looks like. Uh, I found an airstrip, but it sure looks short. In at St. Ripley, Cloud? At Ripley. At Ripley. Well, aren't the hoi polloi, no, that's the wrong word. Aren't the rich guys flying pretty sizable jets into Brainerd these days? Yeah. Yeah, about a 757. About a 757, <laughs> man. Yeah. That might have to land here, and you're going to close the freeway all day. No, they'll take a helicopter. Yeah, what time true. is she due here? We don't know. <laughs> but, man, we're we're really looking forward to it. Oh, can't hard, can't hardly According wait. According to James... <laughs> VSTAT via Messenger Air Force to connect land at Mankato State, Mankato, St. Cloud, no problem. Well, but she's not going to Mankato. This is what. Sorry, guys. Air <laughs> Force you're to connect land further away from St. Cloud. Why don't you just Saint land Cloud in no Omaha? 
<laughs> oh, I think he said, hey, it's landed in Mankato, oh. so St. Cloud's probably not a problem. Maybe that's it. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, spring is coming. The sun's going to shine today, and it's a very good time to get to EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville and uh, get going on your electric bikes, the scooters that turn every errand into an adventure, the uh, youth recreational equipment, the 4x4s, golf carts, two locations for EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 97, just west of 35, up near Forest Lake, and in Burnsville on the county road, uh, on the service road of life near County Road 42. Great apparel, great service, helmets, all of this really, really fun recreational equipment that'll turn your summer around. Gas prices are rising again. Why are we not hearing complaints? I haven't heard a peep of complaint about the uh, rising gas prices. Uh, but don't worry, when you're on one of those scooters from EcoFun, you're going to get about 80 to 90 miles to gallon, and you do all your summer errands on a scooter, and you're really going to be defeating the man. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. His driveway looks the worst on the block. He's Joe Suchere. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, it's getting close. When isn't is it? that? Um, a week and a week day. from today. Next yes. week. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday. Yep. Big, big Valentine's Day sale going on on select Colonial and USA safes by Liberty. Liberty safes made right here in the good old United States of America. Best fire protection in the business transferable lifetime warranties and courtesy of rich at maple grove lock and safe professional delivery and installation always an option and this big valentine's day sale you're going to save up to 300 bucks on the colonial and usa safes by liberty forget about the flowers and all that cliched nonsense get your loved ones something where they can hide their stuff you get your own little code who knows what he's got in there? I don't know what she's got in there. Uh, I don't know. I, I've tried getting in. It's locked. It's a Liberty safe. I can't get in. I don't. Maybe she's got a boyfriend in there. Maybe she's got a couple. You just don't know. And that's the way it should be with a Liberty safe. You just don't know. Give the gift of security, safety, and savings this Valentine's Day. Get that loved one a Liberty safe. The gift that keeps on giving no matter what calamity comes your way. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I worry about stuff that other people don't worry about. You see? That's true, yes. <laughs> see, Can I don't worry about confirm. what the temperature's supposed to be, for example. Yep. I worry about, uh, you know, like on the Grammys I was clicking, they dressed up some fat guy in a double suit. And they did a double yeah, song. Sam or something. Yeah, I worry about Sam, stuff like Sam that. Sam Smith, number Sam one Smith. record for the last seven weeks. Yeah, yeah but he's just a fat guy with a, a devil suit. But Sam yeah. Smith is not, right? Isn't he a skinny little uh, twit? I don't know. But then I was worried, you know, uh, teen, this is from the Star Tribune. Teen admits luring man to Minneapolis apartment where she recorded him being fatally beaten. See, I worry about stuff like that. Uh, worrisome. The yeah, decline worrisome. of moral and ethical integrity 
unnerves me more than all you uh, crackpots wondering what the temperature should be. (laughs) A teenager has admitted to luring a man to downtown Minneapolis apartment where she recorded him being fatally beaten by her boyfriend, and then posted the killing on social media. I guess it's the posting the killing on social media that alerts me to this being something I'm terribly unnerved by. I think it's everything wrapped into one. Quiriana? How do you spell that name? Give me a Gertrude or a Ruth. (laughs) Cure. Kuriana K. Young, 17, of Minneapolis, pleaded guilty Monday in Hennepin County District Court to aiding and abetting first-degree manslaughter in connection with the beating in March of 2022 of Jager L. David of Maplewood at an apartment on the 1300 block of South Nicollet Avenue. The plea agreement between the defense and the prosecution calls for Young to receive a sentence ranging from slightly more than seven years to a maximum of eight and a half years. No. With credit for time in jail since her arrest. Young could expect to serve anywhere from four and a quarter to five and a quarter years in prison and the balance in supervised release. Her sentencing is scheduled for April 14th. Okay, she's 17. That she should be tried as an adult and not be, I'm 17. She's grown up. She'll she get can, the she'll get the she'll get the minimum because the Democrats are in charge, so she'll get four years. She'll only be twenty one. She can do this again. She probably will. I don't trust she's her. Actually, eighteen now. Okay, she she'll be twenty two. She can yep. do this again. Yes. In July, accomplice Emmanuel T. Davis, twenty of Minneapolis, was sentenced in Hennepin County District Court to a term of roughly twenty years after pleading guilty to second degree murder during a robbery. He'll serve about 13 years in prison and the rest on supervised release. That doesn't seem like enough either. I'm sorry. According to the criminal complaint, a relative of David's, now David is the Jagger L. David, the guy who died. A relative of David's told police that she received a cell phone video showing him being kicked in the head. The video recorded by Young appeared to have been posted from David's phone to Facebook. Police tracked down David at a hospital where he was unresponsive and had severe head trauma that proved fatal, the complaint read. The video post led officers to Davis. He admitted to police that he hired Young. Okay, so the the male uh, hired the chick to lure the victim to the apartment, intending to stomp on him a little bit, according to the charges. I only had one beer. He also admitted to stealing... <laughs> to stomp the, on him a little bit, yeah, like he's little, got some type of... I only had one of, beer, obviously. Right. He also admitted to stealing the victim's phone and sending videos and messages to people after the assault. Okay, you, you go ahead, euphorians. You worry about what you want to worry about. I'll worry about what I want to <laughs> worry about. And I worry about that there are too many of these broken young people walking and living among us. And they're disturbed and they're troubled. And uh, it's, a, it's a constant search for how to help them. Uh, but you have no—these uh, people have no 
morality. They have no moral foundation. None. Zero. It doesn't exist. They're what's, heartless and they're... Uh, what's the price to hire someone to beat somebody down? I don't know. And you, if he went too far and killed them, that, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know people like that. Why did you say why? Why, why what? Why did he get the... Why did they kill him? Well, he went too far. He he, he was robbing he was just him supposed and to he beat him, him down. Up. So it was just a robbery. Well, it was a robbery that turned into a murder. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But if you know you're bringing somebody over and you're going to even hit him once or twice, I mean, I don't know why he was lured over. That's a whole nother. You know, Bert has an idea. <clears throat> Do you think we could? He wants to form a nonprofit group to sustain regulatory oversight of nonprofits in Minnesota. I think we should uh, create a civilian nonprofit group to sustain regulatory oversight of youth. I don't know how we would do that, but it's not being handled now by these frauds we have in place. Joe, there are other things to worry about. And like John, the John, when I say I think race relations are better now than they were whatever number of years I picked, 50 years ago or whatever. I ain't whistling Dixie. Uh, I thought you said they were worse now. No. Yesterday. I that's what I meant. I mean, they're yeah. worse now than they yeah. were. And I, I, I brought think, up a yeah. letter yesterday that an emailer uh, yeah. said his wife found in info? Grandma's stack yeah, of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guy uh, who wrote the letter to the uh, Minneapolis Star, which at that point was the evening paper, uh, was named Jesse Allen. And you both poo-pooed it, and you (laughs) said, well, that sounds like it was written right now. Well, leave it to GLers. Dominic, Dominic Pierre, on yesterday's podcast, you read a letter to the editor for an old— News from an old newspaper article. The letter was from Mr. Jesse Allen, and I would consider it a ray of hope, as I did, but you didn't because you poo pooed it. Unfortunately, Mr. FYI and Mr. Optimism Olson had their doubts. Well, I, I just, we've been played before, Such. I'm very wary of people pushing their agenda on us by giving us stuff that has not been sourced. I could tell from the. Quality I, of the reproduction of the letter to the editor that okay, it was real, just, but but here I'm going to give you the corroboration. Well, let me FYI, Mister FYI. Okay, there we go. It took me approximately 45 seconds to search the same newspaper program he uses to find the actual letter to the editor. No, it was not from the really? 1950s. Rather, it was from Friday, January 23rd, 1970, in the Minneapolis Star. I have the article attached. I was rather amused to see it was next to a cartoon of then-President Nixon painting a rosy picture of our future in the midst of despair labeled State of the Union. The same cartoon could be applied today. I hope this sheds some light on the article you read yesterday. And, Rookie, the the, the two uh, heightened... Kenny won't be able to see this very well, but... In the future... Legit. That's legit. In the future, provide that information at the get-go. Well, Ooh. that John has that newspaper service. I, I do looking, not. I'm looking right now. Yeah. There it is. There's that day's editorial page. There's the cartoon of Nixon. There was another uh, editor uh, letter called Case of the Stolen Camper. 
<laughs> and uh, but this was the lead letter to the editor on uh, Friday, January twenty third or twenty fifth, whatever I said. Oh, nineteen seventy nine, not nineteen nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy. Uh, from sure. Jesse Allen. So it was real. Before I put that in here. And uh, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just, again, telling you why you were both wrong. And uh, uh, it was a Am I hope. wrong when I'm trying to protect your best interests, sir? No, but I uh, my my instincts are often fooled. I'll grant you that. But yeah. They weren't, yeah. yeah they, they weren't fooled by that yesterday. Well. I, I, I'm pleased to see it corroborated, but I had no doubts that it would be, that it was real. I could tell from the type. I've been studying that type for 50 years, and it looked like a letter to the uh-huh. editor of me. Uh-huh. So there you have it. Did you tell me what page already? Look, I'm on that date. I just can't find it. Somebody well, needs be to the stay in the editorial page, Chad. Yeah, yes, I, but yeah. it doesn't have a number because this this was the numbers. 12. <laughs> 41 or 44? You wow. tell me. A lot. 79 or 70? Oh, 4A. I'm sorry. 4A, Four. maybe? 4A? Okay. Good luck, John. Page four. You guys continue on. Okay. No, no, I'm I'm interested. All right. It's page four. That would be probably the last page of an evening edition of the Star, which would have been thin. It looks like four A to me. Sounds like you studied a little too much of it. This would be the Minneapolis Tribune, right? Nope, Minneapolis Star, the evening paper. Uh, Tribune oh, the, the Star. Morning. Well, now I got the wrong paper. Well, that, never mind. Take a break and let him find it, and let's come back with his <laughs> news, which he might be able to lead with his own correction. Maybe. No, I will not. I don't have a thing. Got it. The Winter Carnival is over, and he is happy the Vulcans won again. Here's Joe Suchere. Suits, we're looking for a special guest for tomorrow's edition of News from the Krabby Coffee Shop, and we were hoping we could have you on. We're looking for somebody who is an expert who's had maybe one or more or 20 in their lifetime work wives. That, that would not and be me. And so we want to talk to you about your many work wives. Never so could one. you uh, come in early and join us tomorrow? In fact, you are the same people who uh, always give me grief for not knowing who anybody is. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I guess that won't work out. No. And I guess we also usually work close together. Do, are we work bros? Are we, what are bros. we? Bros. Are we bros? You okay. know, Garage Logic's piano player, Stephen C. I sure do. Sure. Get this. Yeah. Friday and Saturday in the big room at the Commodore with the bar open. Oh, yeah. He's going to be uh, doing Love on the Hill concerts for Valentine's. This Friday and Saturday, get $20 tickets at eventbrite.com. He's going to be joined by, uh, well, he's going to be joined by F. Scott Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda will be swirling about. But he's going to be joined by vocalist Jack Cassidy and Jillian Gubosh, musician Nate Wilson on violin, vocalist Catherine Budzian, Special guest Saturday, singer-songwriter uh, Jeff Arundel. The concert oh, will be in Ar- the larger Arundel. room of Ar- the Commodore. Yeah. Ar- Arundel. What Arundel. did I say? Arundel? Arundel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the cash bar will be open. And best of all, it will be an easy stroll for many of the fans on the hill. So Stephen C., this Friday nice. and Saturday, nice. in the Commodore, which is a neat, neat venue. 
So Very there you have a little something to look forward to. You take your honey. That's today pretty cool. After you get done doing her nails. Here's Ooh. John Height. Wow, Ooh. her toenails. Here's Ooh. John Height you know, in his newsroom. Do you know what I'm doing Friday night, though? I, I don't. Friday night, I'm emceeing the Nativity Men's Sports Shirt Stag. Oh, boy. And it's um, Steve, Walsh, Steve Walsh yeah. from uh, the... Um, Sure. Uh, why can't I think he of played the... played at Creighton Mi- and Miami. He, Miami, he Hurricanes. Miami, yeah. Yeah. And Pat Eilers, who was a Nativity graduate and a St. Thomas Academy graduate, and he played on the Notre Dame uh, football right. club, so it's yeah. going to be cool. the Catholics did versus Eilers, the convicts. Did Eilers play Walsh <laughs> in college? I. Uh, yeah, and the Catholic versus convicts. All right. Notre Dame and Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hmm. that's what I'm doing. But maybe we'll go Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I have, and just as a tease to my news here, you guys were talking about work wives. I have a story about friends at work, so you'll, okay. want, you'll want to listen for work that. friends. But John, no. Just a few minutes. John, no. Oh, that's the story? Yeah, that's what we're spinning it off of. Oh, well, I guess I won't have that story. No, You'll have no. to listen tomorrow, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever that show is. Yeah. Grabby coffee. Read your emails, for God's sakes. I, I, he did. He just read the one about Air Mechanical. Speaking of Air the Mechanical, one that, thank the you, The one Rob. that matters. <laughs> this news is brought to you by Air Mechanical. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. It can also help you out with some other stuff, too. Drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality. They serve the entire metro area, from general maintenance to full installation. They got you covered. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and lots more. They employ top trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota and operate with full integrity, doing things the right way, not the easy way. Their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year. Enjoy all the benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they come up and keep your home's mechanical running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shot for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. In the news, Governor Walls scheduled to sign a bill this afternoon that requires all energy produced in Minnesota be carbon-free by the year 2040. It's a plan Governor Walls included in his full budget proposal and is supported by DFL lawmakers. Many Republicans oppose the bill because of concerns about electrical grid problems that could happen in extreme temperatures when demand peaks. Some lawmakers, though, say it would make the state a leader in clean energy. That's to be signed. Uh, Oh, and about three hours as we uh, speak right now this time when is he uh when are they sending out those uh, checks that uh we're all gonna get here <laughs> yeah yeah well or most of us anyway here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Striking food service workers in Hastings are striking Tuesday morning for a new school contract with the district. There are a total of 35 workers represented by the union. The 10-day notice of strike was filed back in late January. Negotiations have been going on since June, and a strike authorization vote passed in December with 92% in support of the action. The picket lines are on the public sidewalk outside of Hastings Middle School. They were out there this past morning, and they'll be there again this afternoon from 2 to 3.30. What are afternoon. we complaining about? Uh, they would like a new contract of these school food service oh, yeah. workers. Mm-hmm. They would. Uh, I'm going to skip the story that you already read. Lunch about. ladies. Lunch ladies, yes. Yep. There's a renewed push at the Minnesota Capitol to impose tougher penalties for carjacking crimes. 
Republican from Maple Grove, Senator Warren Limmer, says he intends to introduce a public safety bill next week that would make carjacking a felony with strong penalties. Limmer said the skyrocketing number of carjackings in 2021 and 22 has created a need to classify carjackings as a separate offense. The Minnesota House DFL introduced a $300 million public safety bill in late January. It contains provisions for crime prevention and intervention programs, but does not specifically address the carjacking crimes. And this carjacking bill was introduced by a Republican, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah, it, yes. It's going nowhere. He's he's wasting his time. They're going to vote it down. Well, basically, right now, it isn't even much of a crime. Oh, so no, you're on no, their no. side. Okay. Hell yes. All right. Should have been a felony 20 years ago. Oh, so you're not so on their side. Yeah, he's, Whose right. side am I on? I'm on the That's fence. We're to figure I'm out. on the fence. You're on I'm the... on the side of making it a felony. Okay, go. good. But my point is, since we're controlled by Democrats, it's going nowhere. Probably not. Update to a story we told you about yesterday. In order to meet a requirement ordered by the Minnesota Department of Corrections regarding overcrowding concerns, inmates at the Ramsey County Jail will be transferred to facilities at other counties as well as to the Ramsey County Workhouse. The DOC ordered the jail to reduce capacity, cited multiple violations. According to the Sheriff's Office, 30 to 50 female inmates will be taken to the county's correctional facilities starting Wednesday morning. Meanwhile, an additional 30 to 50 inmates will be sent to facilities in other counties beginning today. The Sheriff's Office adds another 25 inmates will be sent to state correctional facilities. Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher says he's also working to hire additional jail staff. Speaking of work wives, Kenny, do you still occasionally stroll down there on those Tuesday afternoons when it's release day and see if anybody needs a little ride home? <laughs> Rescuers in Don't answer that, please. The window down, he's having a heater. <laughs> yeah. You need a ride? Hey, need to need a smoke? Yeah. <laughs> Rescuers in Turkey and Syria braved freezing darkness, aftershocks, and collapsing buildings as they dig for survivors buried by a string of earthquakes that now has killed at least 5,000 people. Disaster agencies said several thousand buildings were flattened in cities across a vast border region. Through the night, survivors used their bare hands to pick over the twisted ruins of multi-story apartment blocks, trying to save family, friends, and anyone else sleeping inside when the first massive 7.8 magnitude quake hit early Monday. That area already suffering, plagued by war, insurgency, refugee crises, and a recent cholera outbreak. I think my sisters, uh, Teresa and Maria, both dodged a couple of bullets mm -hmm. being in Turkey at that time and then going to Jerusalem. Wow. A lot of people got down on their knees and figured it was the end. They thought it was Judgment Day. Mm. They just thought, oh, this is it. This is it. Well, would they, Wouldn't this be awesome if it was? Well, bring it on. Let's go. Well, it's mm. a little tough for them, I think. Like one more cocktail. Yeah. President Joe Biden will speak to a joint session oh, of Congress. Great <laughs> glass, smoke lucky. Yeah, but... What's that, huh, Joe? You know what? Yeah. I bet, I bet. unfortunately, I bet there's going to be a lot more than 4,000 dead. Oh, they yeah. haven't well, begun to overturn already. that rubble yet. <sighs> President Joe Biden speaking to a joint session of Congress tonight against the backdrop of renewed tensions with China and a brewing showdown with House Republicans over raising the federal debt ceiling. Biden plans to call for a minimum tax on billionaires and quadrupling the levy on stock buybacks items that stand little chance of passing through the divided Congress, but could resonate with the public. Biden will also nod at the economic anxiety many Americans are facing while explaining how his policies will improve their situations. All of this, to, according to White House economic advisor Brian Deese. Uh, Deese said Biden will Deese make nuts. clear. He's nuts. Deese. <laughs> Biden. 
I knew that was coming somehow. Uh, Biden said he will make, uh, no, Deese said Biden will make a clear contrast to trickle-down economic philosophy that's pervaded thinking for years and decades in the past. Is the, uh, do do we buy this BS? Uh, I've watched 50 of these. It doesn't make any difference if it's a Republican or Democrat. It's the same BS every state of the union. Yeah. Same exact boiler speech. Boiler They're very boring. Yeah. And, they stand and, and up. this guy in particular, uh, Biden, you've been a career guy there. You've been there 46, 50 years. You, what, what have, and you're going to be the one to tell us we got to make things better. Well, what the hell have you been doing? Right. And they'll have their guests, and they're all politically protected type guests. You know, I'm sure they'll have all sorts of special guests. I don't think, I think I'm going to excuse myself. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't think I have to watch this. Well, it's fun. I've seen them all. They're all the same. But he might go off the script and say something like, Yeah, I know, but that'll be captured on uh, True, true. Audio. Let somebody else recap it <laughs> for you. That's right. That's the way I work, too. Right. You, <laughs> I'm not going to record the whole thing and edit. I'm right. just going to rip off somebody else. <laughs> U.S. authorities announcing the arrest Monday of a co-founder of a notorious Otto Boffin neo-Nazi group and a woman he met online in the latest extremist plot to attack public electricity facilities. The FBI says Brandon Russell, who helped found Adam Waffen in 2015, was arrested in Florida after spending four years in prison for possessing bomb-making materials. The woman is Sarah Beth Clendaniel. She was arrested in Maryland, where she spent time in prison for armed robbery. Guided by Russell, Clendaniel had planned to acquire a gun and to attack five electrical substations around Baltimore, Maryland, according to the FBI. Daniel said doing so would probably permanently completely lay waste to the city, according to an indictment in federal court. This follows a series of attacks on power substations in various parts of the country, mostly led by white supremacists aiming to foment unrest. In early January, two men arrested in the state of Washington after attacks on four power substations using high-powered weapons. Early December, 45,000 homes and businesses in North Carolina left without power after someone used a high-powered rifle to damage two electricity substations. And on January 17th, another North Carolina power facility damaged by gunshot. No uh, suspects in those last two cases. Aren't we vulnerable? My word. Mm -hmm. You could knock us out in five seconds by just taking care of the electricity. Nobody ever foments good. Nope. You notice that? That's yeah. right. Whenever anybody's fomenting, it's always unrest or evil. Yeah. Can you especially foment the, good? Especially in the James Bond uh, films, I've detected that. Yeah, but can you foment goodness? Or is you foment to, restricted by, by to... By definition, yeah. Isn't yeah. Foment you need to foment thing? something with your driveway, Such. That thing is a What's mess. What's foment? I'm going to foment uh, spring. Yeah. That's the only okay. thing that's going to save me. What are, you, what are you talking about? I don't know. What, what does foment mean? For real? Foment means to stir up, to brew. Uh, means to, to brew. brew. F-A-U-X? F-O-M-E-N-T. No. Foment. F-O-M-E-N-T. Never heard that foment. in my life. I've never heard that stupid well, word. It's, it's not you that. I would just say, word. I'm going to stir some crap up, so let's do you, it. You know, you, this Fomenting, this, yes. I get made fun of in my house for using some words, and Rook reminds me of somebody who might live here and make fun of me for using some words. That person is very intelligent. Foment well, there's is a two great of them. word. Okay, I like both of them. Foment. Why don't you foment some attention on there's the job great, at hand? Uh, there's a great commercial now with Colin Marikawa, Roy McIlroy, yeah. and Tiger Woods. Oh, okay, golfers. And they're you know advertising a new tailor-made driver or whatever it is. You and, saw uh, this while watching Pebble Beach. Yeah, and, and, and McIlroy says... Oh, there's forgiveness there. And Marikawa says, did you say forgiveness? 
or forgiveness. And Tiger says, I heard far. I think he said forgiveness. <laughs> and they go on and on like that. It's pretty well done. Those wacky golfers. Isn't that something? Then He's they, just a knee slapper. Hit the golf ball. And then Tiger says, whatever. What's, what do you got? So they were fomenting some entertainment. That's what right. they were. Yeah. I know foaming at the mouth. Ukraine said Tuesday the last 24 hours were the deadliest of the war so, uh, so far for Russian troops as Moscow pressed on with an intensifying winter assault in the east, bringing tens of thousands of freshly mobilized troops to the battlefield. The Ukrainian claims could not be independently verified. Russia has also claimed to have killed large numbers of Ukrainian troops in recent weeks. Tallies of enemy casualties from either side have typically been seen as unreliable, but the assertion that the fighting was the deadliest so far fits descriptions from both sides of an escalating campaign of close contact trench warfare. When I say everything's wrong and everything's upside down, I include this conflict. What's What's been the point of it? It'll be a year on February 24th. It'll be mm-hmm. one year. And uh, think of the thousands of people dead and the kids and the everybody. What's the point? Yeah, I'm still thinking what is about because these guys uh, are stupid. I'm thinking fomenting, and I'm thinking when one foments, you're going to have to clean that mess up. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking there's going to be some sopping involved yes. if there's been fomenting. That's why you don't use that word. Yeah. All right, I have to skip the next story. Kenny says, you know, if women ran the world somewhere else, yeah. there wouldn't be stupid fighting like that. It Would wouldn't there be, be a, more. It wouldn't be a peeing contest. A word that I can't say. Well, someone in Washington state overcame steep odds and won single-handedly the $754.6 million Powerball jackpot. Wow. Uh, Lottery officials said in a statement early Tuesday, a single ticket matched all six numbers and that ticket sales pushed the jackpot higher than the earlier $747 million estimate. The full jackpot is for a winner opting for an annuity distributed in one immediate but partial payout, a payout followed by additional payments over 29 years. Now, the winner can also opt for the one-time cash payment of $407.2 million. Both prizes available are the amounts before taxes, according you knock out half, you get 200 mil. You know, the big one that was a couple weeks ago, the couple billion or whatever it yeah. was, that has not yeah. been claimed yet. Are they in a state where they can remain anonymous like I don't Minnesota? Know. I which don't is, know. That's what I would do. John, uh, the Powerball in Washington, what side of the state? Do you know where? What town? I, I what don't area? have a town. Do not have a town. Sorry. Do we have an over-under on how long the winner will be live <laughs> after their binge? <laughs> Uh, interesting entertainment note, if you're a Bob Dylan fan, Girl from the North Country, the Broadway musical set in Duluth and driven by the songs of Dylan, will become a movie. Olivia Coleman, who won an Oscar for The Favorite, will star in Girl. Uh, it's also set to feature Woody Harrelson and singer Chloe Bailey. The film's writer-director is Irish playwright Connor McPherson, who created the musical that reportedly made the writer of the song sob openly when he saw it. No production start has been announced for the film, but Minnesotans will get to see the stage version first. Its tour kicks off this fall at the Orpheum Theater. It's set in 1934. It takes place at a beleaguered guest house operated by Nick, played by Harrelson. His estranged wife, Elizabeth, who sings a rueful take on Like a Rolling Stone, will be played by Coleman. Bailey will play their secretive daughter. Well, what, what's the song that made somebody sob? The play did. The, the play, play did? Bob, well, if Bob it's a Dylan song. play, why is it set in 1934? 
it's not a Dylan play, but it's based on a song by Bob Dylan. Oh, Girl I from see. North, Girl uh-huh. from North Country. Oh, which I is see. Just the one song. One of my favorite yeah. early yeah. Dylan songs. Well, John, oh, thank you very much. Same. That's yeah. It? That's right. fantastic. Well, no. What have you got? Was, what? Give us I one last to one story. Blockbuster. Oh, wait, I, I couldn't. That's right. I wasn't allowed to. Was I? Here's one. I'm sorry. I, this ends in death. I'm sorry, but just the the picture of it makes makes me. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just read it, and you guys can think I'm nuts or whatever. A fiercely independent mother, that's how she's described by her family, who loved the outdoors, was found trampled to death by a herd of cows. Jeez. Oh, boy. See, cows are, they're mean. Careful. 74-year-old Kathy McKellar had been staying in a holiday cottage in Grindleton, Lancashire, in September of last year when she went for a stroll with her cockapoo, Archie. Later that day, the owner of the cottage, John Turner, found the dog with his lead still attached after he made his way back. When he was unable to find Kathy, he called 999, the equivalent of uh, 911 there, before, uh, oh, no, it'd be 911, not 911, before going back to look for her. The following day, farmer David Towler found Kathy's body in a field. She was pronounced dead. Speaking at an inquest held yesterday, Kathy's son Andy described his mom as fiercely independent, a woman who still loved tennis, walking, and baking. Well, it's a shame. Sad. That's a it shame. is, and it's uh, the picture of in my mind of cows trampling some right is, i'm is seeing not. a far side cartoon but the woman yeah. just died so yeah, there. Yeah, 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 go there. yeah thank you john you're welcome he's not screwing around he's joe century what do you say well i say this the uh 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show is coming up at the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, Feb 24 through Sunday, Feb 26. Uh, I'll keep telling you this out of my amazement. You go online at minnesotagolfshow.com. You buy a ticket for 12 bucks, and you get 13 rounds valued at 455 bucks. Amazing. That real. seems good. It's a fantastic deal. Plus yeah. a coupon for 20 bucks off at the PGA, PGA Tour Superstore. Uh, great deals on the latest equipment, accessories, golf apparel, special offers from your favorite courses and golf resorts, lessons from PGA pros, and your chance to win a hundred grand at the Nelson Marine Long Putt Contest. But go to minnesotagolfshow.com, get a $12 ticket, and you're picking up 13 free rounds of golf from TwinCitiesGolf.com. Presented by Choice Bank, and thanks in part to Nelson Marine, Waggle Golf, and your select Buick GMC dealers. I want to tip my cap to Bethany Hamilton. A tip of the cap. You know who Bethy ha- Bethany Hamilton no. is? No. Bethany Hamilton. One of the most well-known uh, competitive female surfers in the world. Oh, sure. Yep. And she's a member of the World Surf League, and she has said, go put it where the sun don't shine, because <laughs> they're going to allow men to compete as women. And she's oh. uh, saying, what the is- hell with you. She's been competing in international surfing since 1998, when she was just 13. No, in 2003, when she was just 13. You might know her by this. She lost her left arm after a tiger yeah. shark attacked oh, yeah. her they while made a she movie was about practicing. Her. Yeah. Uh, despite that setback, Hamilton returned to the surfboard and the competitive circuit. Uh, she wrote about her experience in a 
in an autobiography that inspired the 2011 film Soul Surfer, mm-hmm. starring Helen Hunt, Dennis Quaid, and Carrie Underwood. Okay, she's now 32. She's a wife. She's a mom of three. And she's saying the World Surfer League's decision to allow trans women to compete against female surfers uh, is a b- bogus BS. And she's not going to. So go she's for just going to further her career in the one armed surfer circuit. Yes. Okay. Here's what they're going to do the, the trans <laughs> people can compete against the female surfers so long as their testosterone levels remain at below 5 NMOL slash L. Is there a tent on the beach that they check that out with? They right must on have site? to go into the blue tent, <laughs> like in the NFL game. Yes. <laughs> You have to have the, the testosterone level at or below 5 NMOL slash L for at least one year. And when the dude Ooh. walks out, they get the red flag that they pull up on the surface. And that now accords with Olympic guidelines. BS. Come this on. Is just be, why should women have to suffer this? Whether it's track and field or surfing or whatever, this is BS. If you're a trans surfer, go have your own tournament. What's wrong with that? But if you're if you're trans, uh, regardless of what sign or size you're coming to, isn't that your what? full-time job? What, what, what side you're coming to? What side? Yeah. Whether girl, guy, guy, girl. Whatever. Isn't that your basically your full-time job? You don't have any activities to, to do. I don't know. You've got to protest. you got to work on new legislation. Who was this fraud in uh, college swimming? Leah Thomas? Oh, you yeah, know, recently. Yeah, the big. Every yeah. woman in college swimming should have given that guy the finger and said, go bleep yourself. But the world is running out of people that say, go bleep yourself. This is why we have balloons. How about the skater? I don't care what sport it is. Why should women have to compete with men? What about if they get the body part cut off? No, the hell with them. They still got the, the biological construction of you a male. You want to swim against Michael Phelps with or without a Johnson? I want to see if they're smooth down there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's, I didn't need that. But yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, you, you can edit that right, right? Stop that button. Uh, I flipped on that one. Okay. Yesterday we talked about <laughs> fomenting. Eastern <laughs> counties in eastern Oregon wishing to leave Oregon and join Idaho. Right. And we were intrigued by it, and it it probably won't get anywhere, but it's worth looking at. But I got a note from Joe Geegan in Colorado Springs, Colorado, who said this has happened before. Uh, There was talk of creating the state of Superior. Uh, I remember hearing adults speak of this as a kid growing up in Superior. My My recollection was that the cities in northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the U.P., were tired of being ignored by their respective state legislatures budgetarily. So they wanted to form their own state and control their own destinies. As a kid, it made sense to me. And it's a compelling proposition and one that we may hear being discussed with more frequency around the country given our current political climate. Certainly it is a decision that cannot be taken lightly and would require mind-boggling planning at countless levels. Who owns the State Department, buildings, properties, and other assets located in the area wishing to secede? The depreciation on those assets. When and how are the existing budget expenditures in those areas phased out? Oh, yeah, the creation of a brand spanking new government along with all of its administrative energy agencies. 
Happy belated congratulations on the 1,000th podcast, a rare and notable accomplishment. Always pushing back, Joe Geegan in Colorado Springs. And I looked it up. The state of Superior, or it was to be known as the state of Ontonagon, as in Ontonagon, Michigan. Okay, sure. Is a proposed 51st state that would be created by the secession of the UP from the rest of Michigan, named for adjacent Lake Superior. Some proposals would also incorporate territory from the northern Lower Peninsula, northern Wisconsin, and even Minnesota. The proposals are spurred by cultural differences, geographic separation from Lower Michigan, and a belief that the problems of the Superior region are ignored by distant state governments. When the Northwest Territory was being organized by the fledgling U.S. government, Thomas Jefferson proposed a state which he named Sylvania, including the Upper Peninsula and territory that is now northern Wisconsin and northeastern Minnesota. Hmm. The idea has gained serious attention at times, but faces substantial practical obstacles. And, of course, we all can imagine what those would be. Uh, but uh, I, I find it fascinating. Huh? I like it real estate-wise. It, uh, it it grabs all the valuable lakeshore property. Mm-hmm. I like that. And uh, there's... It goes on to say in 1959, following the state of Alaska and Hawaii, Ironwood, Michigan resident Ted Albert sued for divorce between the two peninsulas. Hmm. In 1962, an Upper Peninsula Independence Association was founded to advocate for the formation of a state of superior. A secession bill was submitted to the Michigan legislature and 20,000 petition signatures were collected. 36,000 short of the number needed for a ballot referendum on separation. Efforts continued into the mid-70s when residents of the UP and northern Wisconsin, each resentful of perceived tax drains and other slights from their downstate cousins and fears that environmental regulations would harm their economies, worked together to pursue the desired legislation and several prominent legislators including Upper Peninsula politician Dominic Jacobetti, attempted enacting such legislation in the 70s with no success. Some support for statehood still exists in the region, although no organized movement was active as of the year 2012. There you have it, folks. Learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. I had never previously heard of that movement. Had you, staff, anyone? Oh, no. anyone? No, no. no, but I sure do love it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I could use their advice because we're already calling for redistricting in my uh, new uh, state, Mindac, mm-hmm. where we're going to take uh, everything west of Highway 71 and we're going to merge into North and, and South Dakota. Uh, Paul has already emailed me and he's um, asking if we can't include Wright County in that. I'm picturing Highway 371. I'm not picturing 71. 71 starts down in Iowa. Uh, she goes through Sox Center, Wilmer, Jackson, Wyndham, Redwood Falls, and then uh, north of 94, uh, Long Prairie. Well, at what point do you cut east? And you cut east up north of Leech Lake, I believe. And well, uh, Leech yeah. Lake ain't gonna want to stay in Minnesota. Yeah, you, you go all the way up to Bemidji, <laughs> and then you kind of start 
trending northeast up to uh, Big Falls. Mm-hmm. And you um, imagine this as a vertical split of the state, right? Not a horizontal. Right. Everything east of there is in um, tax heavily taxed Minnesota. See, wow. the the reason I don't want Wright County is because of St. Cloud. If you can somehow uh, get St. Cloud out of uh, Wright County, it, we, we, that's a Wright County town, yeah, St. Right? Cloud, it's, remember, we need a correspondent in St. Cloud to take care of Kamala Harris's vehicle count and determine the EV. She'll be here Thursday. We can't wait. Uh, but St. Cloud to has say, some fruitcakes. Yeah, I, I'm just going to—I'm sorry, Paul. I like you and everything, but uh, I'm just going to have to say no. You're going to have to move west of 71. Who's Paul? He's the one suggesting we keep Wright County. I'm suggesting you move out to, uh, I don't know, Glenwood or Starbucks, somewhere around there, Ballard. Hmm. All right. I would like to point out, uh, Joe, before you get to only today in history, I have found Jesse Allen's letter from Friday, January 23rd, 1970, Uh in the Minneapolis Star. It it, it indeed is there. Yes. Yes, of course it would. You doubted me? Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you, and this I'll make a little fun of myself here. You know why I couldn't find it? Why? I kept thinking the newspaper went 1A, 2B, 3C. Oh, no. <laughs> and I kept no. looking that way. And then I went, no, wait a minute. The yeah. whole A section is 1, 2, 3, 4, That's five, right. That's yeah, right. My, my fault. Uh, a little slow. Is that still Never in front mind. of you right there? I have it right here, yeah. What was the front page on that night in January uh, in 1970? And remember, the star was the evening paper. This country was once so charming that dad came home from work and read the evening paper. Mm -hmm. Then passed out. Right, right. One A is. uh, Be the height of Vietnam. Lakes hold promise and peril. Israelis leave Egyptian Isle and two views of Nixon's speech because it was the day after the State of the Union. Oh, boy. Just this time of year, of course. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day, it was on this day, 2 7, in 1851, <laughs> the Minnesota Territorial Legislature voted to make St. Paul the capital and to build a prison in Stillwater. On this day in 1867, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Come on. Oh, I'm wrong. St. Cloud is Stearns County. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. (laughs) Well, back to the drawing board. Anyway, what did uh, Laura have to say? Well, she was born near Pepin, Wisconsin on this day in 1867. Her family settled in Walnut Grove, Redwood County from 1874 to 1880, Living briefly in Iowa for the year 1876 to 77, she is remembered for writing the Little House on the Prairie books, which chronicle her family's experiences as pioneers. She died Feb 10, 1957, in Mansfield, Missouri. You want to get depressed? Watch a biography about her. Yeah. Dad was a a Rolling Stone and, and a bit of a scoundrel. Yeah. And uh, Laura's, show. Laura's daughter did a great deal of the writing of those books. Hmm. Yeah. On this day in 1922, Ga Benaguilias, which means which the flesh peels off. Mm-hmm. Gross. Also known as John Smith in Ojibwe. <laughs> 
reported to be 137 years old, died at Cass Lake on this day wow. in 1922. Now, really, really, you want to live that long with the name Flesh Peels Off? Well, isn't that, you know, a lot of times that's their, you know, the first thing they I, I runs with a bear. It doesn't, uh, doesn't roll so, right off the tongue, does he, it? He died in the 1900s. He'd have been alive, if that's true, in the 1700s. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, well, you know, yes. your natives live right. 1785, right? He would have been born, I think. Well, you're doing, doing the math. I'm, I think I'm so. On this day in 1976, Février 7, Cecil Newman, publisher of two African-American newspapers in the Twin Cities, died. He was born in Kansas City on July 25, 1903. Newman moved to Minneapolis in 1922 and launched the St. Paul Recorder and Minneapolis Spokesman in 1934. Okay. And that nice. concludes this day in history, GLers. Thank I'm you for told. your attendance at the University of Garage Logic. You are I, told. I, I'm being uh, told by someone that's in the know in the uh, Lexington Dale 94 area that there is a school that is on hold. Oh. I don't know why. Hold in place means they can't, they have limited movement. I see. Such, how many other Wright counties do we have, or uh, W counties do we have? Uh, let's see, Wabasha, uh, Wadena, Wasiki, uh, Wanton One, Wilkin, Winona, and Wright. Jeez, a lot of them. There we go. Yeah. Wright goes from Elk River down south of Delano, um, west of Rice Lake, up mm-hmm. to South Haven. They'd, they'd join the new state, wouldn't they? I don't want them. They're, oh. uh, they're east of 71. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't want them. There's a, uh, just to show you things don't change, oh, yeah. John, I'm, I'm looking at the Klobuchar column from that uh, newspaper we talked about. In which he made up every single quote that appeared in that column. Well, the, the whole thing is about abortion. The is entire really? column. How yeah. good it is. Was he Well, pro? it's an inter- interview with somebody, a Mr. McCoy, Robert McCoy. Of course he was. So. Okay, well, on that note, um, <laughs> let's try to bring it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, reminding you to check out the garagelogic.com town council. The town council is fun, costs 100 bucks a year or 10 bucks a month, and you are entertained like no other. Check out the GarageLogic town council online at garagelogic.com. Also, the GarageLogic online store at GL, the Daily Logician. You get some insight there, and Pod MN on your smartphone for any podcast that you want your mind to listen to. Isn't that beautiful? GarageLogic.cha.